Today's episode of In the Trenches is brought to you by System 12 Guitar Method. Sign up today at RyanRoxy.com. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, 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 and welcome to another, not just another, a very historic episode of In the Trenches. I am your host, Ryan Roxy. What is happening? Well, guess what? This is historical because it's the first time that our producer, Vic Chalfont, and I have been together in a studio. Well, we call it a studio, but it might just be a hotel room. You never know. But we're doing our first episode together. Not on Zoom, not on video, not on StreamYard. It's all together as one with our special guest today. So if this is the first time you've been uh, checking us out and you are checking us out on our YouTube official channel, uh, it is Ryan Roxy official, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to us on audio, get your way over to the video YouTube channel because we want you to subscribe. We want you to be in the live chat because that's where all the action happens right now because we do have the live chat and today our special guests have been the band that we've been touring with right you know that alice cooper ace freely have been out on the road for the uh, last couple months we've done a lot of shows in a very short amount of time and we are sort of winding it down so i had to get these guys out not only do they play with ace freely but they also play with gene simmons so we're going to talk about all those things but most of all what's this episode about it is the guitar roundtable because everybody sitting in this room today plays a bit of guitar, including our producer, Vic Chalfant. And uh, we are going to introduce these guys in just a second. We have a three camera shoot. Uh, again, if you're listening to us only on audio, get over to the YouTube official live channel, hit that subscribe button, and let's kick off the guitar round table because this is the Nashville three. Thank you, Knight Bob, for donating them that because that's what I will refer to them as, the Nashville three. I'm talking about Jeremy Asbrock, Ryan Cook and Philip Schaus. I got all their names right, didn't I, guys? You did. You sure did. Let's talk to the Nashville Three. Welcome to In the Trenches Guitar Roundtable. Let's go. Hey! hey. hey. Wow! How professional was that? <laughs> first of all, this is the first cheers, guys. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Yeah. Cheers to you. Cheers, Thanks, Ryan, for Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you very Great. much. Thank Vic. you. So, how does it feel to be part of the? Uh, oh, cheers, Vic. What's going on? Respect there. How does it feel to be part of our first historical? Uh, actual in-house uh, no. Well, I think it's historical and it's historical as well. So. <laughs> I won't do that voice the whole time. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, you only were doing it a lot last night on our uh, <laughs> we have a, show presser. We have a little, a little chart, a hashtag thing. We'll see how many times he does it. Those yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> now, is that only because your big picture goal is to play in Paul's family backup band as well? So you can get hit the whole trifecta. So we got Paul and Peter left, I guess. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Those are going to happen. We got Paul but... and Peter left. <laughs> this thing about being the Nashville Three. Were you guys ever called the Nashville Three before? Night Bob. No, Night Bob is the only Bob. person that pretty much calls us that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so from this point forward, we're going to. This point forward, like it's the Nashville Three. We'll take it. I love it. It's we'll a great it. thing. And Night Bob was a guest uh, just recently on In the Trenches. If you want to go check out an older episode of that, please do hit that subscribe button and uh, check out all things In the Trenches because now it is time for our main event. And it revolves around letting the people speak. So, Vic, 
Let the people speak. So we begin our guitar roundtable. Um, these are questions that came in all week. Yeah, and I didn't. Don't hit the wine. Tommy would be very, very <laughs> upset if we knocked that bottle hey, of wine out. Hey, what are you doing? What do you what mean? Do? Don't, hit the, don't, 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 don't hit the wine. Don't hit the wine. Don't hit the wine. Tommy should be here. He's, he's in the guitar. He's in the guitar uh, world of our, our guitar roundtable, but he's too busy producing new Kung Fu videos after his he is. breakout performance. That. It's that was awesome. really good. It's really really good. That, well, that is a big, big ragu production. It is. But yeah. That's a whole other story. Right. Right. It's the Guitar <laughs> Roundtable in the Trenches episode. Historical. We're all in one room. Hopefully the video is working. If it's not, and you don't hear too much of an air conditioning, but if you don't, hey, you're watching for free. That's good. That's right. Our first question. Is coming from Tech Chan 7-Eleven. I went to high school with Tech Chan 7-Eleven. How's he doing? I went to Tech. I went to high school with Tech Chan 7-0. 7-7-7. How often do you practice every day? Uh, who should we feel this question to? Because it probably is different varies um, or is it all zero when i get uh so i've got an ex i play guitar and accept as well so when i get home i got an accept show november 5th so i'll be practicing for the accept show but daily i don't really practice because no. you usually have shows or you're practicing for an upcoming tour. you're right are you still same I, I only practice for what i have coming up i really don't just sit around and practice now i'll sit around and play sometimes but you yeah. know just like any of us you're just play you're not like i'm practicing yeah Ryan Cook. you just pick it up there's one in every room in our house right all of us here's what i've learned i don't practice as much as i get ready to go through songs for the upcoming gig and when i have to do songs for a new gig as the years go by i feel like when i bring a new tune in it kicks an old one out of my head <laughs> so, <laughs> your head only has enough room for a certain amount of songs yeah. I get yeah, it. I think I'm. Yeah, I think that's the same with everything. Like, like with names, I, I'm very. Uh, it's hard for me. It's difficult for me to remember names. I get faces, yes, sure. yeah. but then I can remember song lyrics from like a, the first Cheap Trick album. Yep, that was released in '77. So I, that's where I've allocated that memory for that. So. But as far as practice, I'm practicing three hours a day every single day until my fingers bleed. That's just no, no, it's not. <laughs> That's part of the course, right? Obviously, if you come to an Alice Cooper concert, you'll yeah. realize it's quickly not true. <laughs> we were kind of wondering what you guys do all day. <laughs> they should be practicing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, Tech Can, 7-Eleven. Uh, we're moving on to AJ Vibes music. Uh, this is a good one for the soloists, and we're all soloists here in the guitar roundtable. What are your biggest tips for solo phrasing? I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Learn the pentatonic scale. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Right? Absolutely. Uh, learn other people's solos. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's one of my favorite ways, actually, because I play way less. I'm way less of a soloist than, than you three, but one of my favorite things is always to get started, if you're picking back up, is to go over solo that that you learn from someone else that you really love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's just, you know, I did that with, um, what was it called? Vic? That thing that I did earlier on Instagram, I was doing the riff, uh, free riff Friday. I would go yeah. learn, uh, some of my classic solos that I, I love. And actually one of the solos that I learned note for note verbatim was snow Blind. I saw it. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. and and we did this for a project coming up called uh, Car Jam okay. 21. Mm -hmm. And both uh, Phil and I are on Car Jam 21. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool that the yeah. fact that we we've never <laughs> jammed together on stage. Well, did we do it at the we did Nashville? it at Nashville yeah. once residency? Yeah, that, well, that's a that's a question coming up. There we go. Worry. We'll we'll but, deal with that later. But we've only jammed once, but now we made a record together called mm -hmm. Car Jam and Twenty One and uh, Snowblind. And the thing about those when you relearn someone's solo, you re you relearn a little bit of you learn yeah. something for yourself, yep. right? Yeah, yep. sure. Yeah. Do you have a favorite solo that you have uh, relearned lately? Well, we don't play solos in the Ace Band, so no. But can you remember a solo that you've done? Like maybe like hit me with your best. I mean, I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> well, you know what, Ryan? We're shadowing folks. <laughs> We're shadowing. <laughs> How long was I it did learn that solo. How long was it going to take? How long was it going to take? We might as well just get it out of the way right now. The whole reason for this guitar roundtable was we wanted to talk about guitarists and favorite guitar players. And for some reason, Jeremy and I, we, we agree on pretty much everything. I think we, we both agree Randy Rhodes, amazing, sure. right? Mm -hmm. Eddie Van Halen, amazing. Yep. Um, so many of the guitar, we, we had a little round table when the cameras weren't rolling a couple weeks ago when we had the band dinner. And uh, a certain name came up of a guitar player that I really enjoy. And um, this half, I think, of the room, yep. in, in, like, enjoy his playing. Yep. And that half of the room didn't right and i, I you know I, i'm calling out neil Giraldo from the pat benatar band because and, and i know jeremy knows the solo better than i do to hit me with your best shot but you what is the first what is half the beef? for well it's not a beef i mean everybody has taste i mean it's different merely taste. different, different taste. Mm. uh generally the first half of his solos contain some good hooks and then the second half i don't know <laughs> So you're the part B. And, Nothing and, and, personal, Neil. I love your songs. Dude, Neil Zeraldo, I know you're watching right now. Yes. But uh, you know I've been a big fan. I've just always promoted you in every single interview that I've done. I, I, I put your names up there, right up there with Brian May, Steve Stevens, uh, Rick Nielsen. Um, who else did I say? Uh, Elliot Easton from the Cars. And, and these guys were all agreeing with me on every guitar player. It was just Neil a little pushback. And, and the thing I love about it, you know they're the band and you know they're the friends, because when Jeremy stood up and said that, which I thought was very brave to say that, because, you know, Neil Giraldo, it's, it's like... I know you. most people like it. Everybody likes it. And, and look, man, I've done a lot of time in wedding bands and cover bands. I've played that guy's solos millions that of times. That would be like me saying I don't like Damon Johnson. See, you can't yeah. say that because everybody loves Damon. Yeah, Wait, do you not like Damon? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know Neil. <laughs> but then, when I'm, you know, Philip came to his uh, to your aid because he backed him up right away. He goes, you know, I don't like Neil either. <laughs> well, but I so I talked to like one of the next mornings. I talked to Rocco, who's Aces Tech, and I said, you know what? Play me something I haven't heard, and it was. Um, Passions in the uh, promises in the dark. That promises yeah. in the dark. Yeah, and yeah, that I was guitar like, solo. Okay, it's, it's like I get it, and there's that great riff in the middle, and it's like, okay, I I, I got that. 
Right. It was good. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. you know, I like, I know that I got to hear something else I haven't heard. That was the first thing you played. Yeah. So yeah. you know what? Gotta, gotta say yeah. What's going to happen is Jeremy and Neil are going to end up making a, a, an album a together. Record. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah, totally they're going to become best friends. <laughs> and they're going to be like, Ashbrook, do all after, 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 after he kicks my ass. <laughs> yeah, <don't> <laughs> well, I'm glad that we, we, we agree on a lot of guitar we players. We do. And we're going to have some more questions, but we'll talk more about other guitar players later. Um, but now we're going to talk about specific guitars. K4Y.01. That is a very a long good one. That's a long one. What's your favorite guitar to play? Oh. Your favorite sort of body shape, I guess, would be your favorite guitar? Les Paul Customs. There you go. You know, I didn't start playing Les Pauls until 2013. I always preferred like Firebird, Explorer. I have a Gibson RD, a 77 RD. That's my favorite guitar I own. Is there a certain reason? Was there a guitar hero that played it? Or why did you like the Gibson RDs? Uh, it's just a little different. It's comfortable, too, because it's real curvy. Nobody, nobody played them. Like, you don't really associate that guitar with a particular guitar player. So I thought, I'm going to make that mine. But Because usually you do, right? Usually, I mean, I play Les Pauls partly, in fact, because of the guy you play for, yep. for Ace Freely. Mm -hmm. The reason why I play a Cherry Burst is because I remember... In my mind, and I don't know whether Thanks. it's the Mandela effect, but I remember somewhere in Kiss Alive one, there was a Cherry Burst Les yep. Paul, and yep. you know, I want to play that guitar. What about you? Really love SGs. SGs. Yeah, I love them. You can wear them because depending on the guitar, is where I wear the guitar on my body. SGs, you can get away with them a little bit higher, and it looks kind of cool, um, and they play great. Um, I just love the the easy access up high. Um, the double cutaways. Yeah, double cutaways. Yeah, yeah I've always loved that sheet. I love it. I'm going to get inv individual now. I'm going to get into a uh, little into the heads of each of the uh, Nashville three. This is specifically for Ryan Cook. Okay. At Brednick uh, underscore nothing after that, the underscore. Brednick. When did Ryan Cook get his first guitar and what was it? So my first guitar uh, was an Epiphone acoustic. And my mom decided to play guitar. Uh, my dad bought one for her birthday. They both worked 40 hour weeks and took care of two kids. And that guitar sat in the closet for three years. And right when I got into music and Lemmy Kiss and Aerosmith and Van Halen and Led Zeppelin and all that, I went in the, the closet and got that guitar. And the strings were skyscrapers off the neck. It was a, <laughs> it was a really cheap you, it could have been a slide guitar i could have yeah. oh easily yeah that was my first guitar but then when i started taking lessons i think the first real guitar guitar that i could actually play was a les paul knockoff and it was the black beauty i think it was called a bentley really? and it had yeah. chrome hardware nice it was just a little less shitty than that I started <laughs> <on. laughs> but uh you know i played that thing and then one once it really started to take off my folks saw that i could do it because I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Everything I got as a kid, as far as musical instrument gear went, my mom and dad got for me. They Santa were, Claus got mine. They were real supportive. Yeah, Santa Claus got my first. Uh, it was a, a Fender Stratocaster, yeah. cream colored, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. like that off white. Sure. Um, what was yours? Sears model, sixty nine dollars ninety nine cents. Nice. Yeah. Man. What, but what kind of shape is that? It's sort of a Jack White so was, special. Well, it was actually. Do you remember what? Jean's bass looked like in 1977, the like Ripper? the Love Gun bass. It's like the no, it the horns. Yeah, it has horns. It's it's not really like 
a strat. The horns are a little pointier. Yeah. I don't know. The specter or whatever. The... That, that base. Yeah. 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 That, it was kind of that shape. All right. Well, probably cost sixty nine ninety nine. what was yours? It was this weird Epiphone electric that it was. There's no photos of it with me with it, so it's uh, like it was like a purple color. Vic, do you have a photo kind of, of that? Can you put it? Uh, I'm asking our producer if you can put up a photo of that. No, he doesn't have it. I wish, please. <laughs> I, I, there's none. My parents don't even have any. But it was this. I had a it had a bar on it, and it had um. It was you know I think a typical. I can't really remember had it. A was like, bar? Had a had a, but it wasn't a Floyd. It was a thing. Oh, so sure, if you worked at it, it went. It yeah. just it got out of tune. Terrible. <laughs> but yeah, it was a hollow body type thing from Epiphone. So two Epiphones, a Strat, and a Sears special. Mm -hmm. I love it. There you go. Uh, at underscore Sam Wall underscores a lot of some underscores. I've never put an underscore in any of my handles. You know. Beaver Eater underscore 69. <laughs> what are you guys reading? That's my email address. What are you about? This is for the uh, Nashville Three in general because they all kind of play in different bands, like in many different bands, but it's kind of the, uh, some of the same lineups. And we were talking about that last night. Was it? Kept on saying all these names. Was it Smoke on the Water? Or Hair of the Dog. Hair of the Dog. Smoke on the Water. The, que the question is, Pursuit of Alabama, is it difficult managing all of the bands that you guys play in outside of Aces? No. No. I don't think okay. so. Yeah. No. Because the phone rings and, and it's Gene or Ace and you're, you're no. there. I don't think of it as much like that. The way I took the question was, was it just – Man, I just feel like we're we're good at balancing spinning plates. Yeah, you know what I mean. Luck, yeah, with and, mine, uh, I get done. For, it, it, it's pretty miraculous how this works out. I'll get home from an accept tour, have a day to do laundry and repack, and leave out with Ace. Get home from that, have a day to repack, and I'll go out with accept again. It's it just yeah. lines back to back. I've have I've had to miss very few Ace shows for accept shows. So there it is. It. Philip Schaus, born on a Sunday. Everything works out for The unicorn. Now, here we go. Antoinette. Like Antoinette. Antoinette. With the meat cake. Antoinette. Uh, do you ever have tinnitus issues with your fretting hand, not your picking hand? And if so, how do you solve it? Do you ever have any issues with your, um, you know, like your solo head? No, I've had tennis elbow in both elbows, but it still didn't really affect my That's playing. That's from his serve. Let's talk about his serve. career first. Wicked yeah. serve. You know who also plays tennis? No. <laughs> it's not Neil Geraldo. <laughs> <laughs> Lars Ulrich. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe Neil does play, and that's your bond. Well, I didn't get it from tennis. This is what it's called. <laughs> I got it from holding a baby. <laughs> All right, well. R.S. Kiss. I wonder what fan they yeah, right. might be of. How many times did you have to correct Gina Race on how they were playing something? <laughs> uh, um, well, Gene never. Uh, when we were doing the Ace solo record, I mean, you know, we knew it pretty well, and yeah. he's digging into that for the first time in his career. So there was a few things to show him on that, but. I had to do Gene once. Um, we were doing Watching You, and he kept on jumping to the harmony. 
because there's a after a while, but he was going by the old version by the demo and he jumped early and I'd go, no, not yet. He'd go, I stand corrected. So yeah, he knew that we knew the stuff kind of better than the older stuff that we. Well, see, that was the thing though. Those guys kind of have it and it's not good or bad, but when we walk into playing with them, we completely, we don't rehearse and get together. But we'll text each other and go, you have this, you have this, you have this. So we would literally know every part of every song walking into rehearsing with those guys. And, you know, Gene's not sitting around listening to all that stuff. And Ace isn't. So that's how that would happen. It would be like a refresher. I mean, for Car Jam 21, we did that song off of Dress to Kill. Which did one? you play on that one? I didn't know uh, Love Her All I Can. No, it sounds uh, great. Love Her All I Can. Wow. It's, yeah. Love Her All I Can, folks. Go there and listen to it right now. Not right now, after you yeah. listen to our podcast and watch the podcast. But check out Dress to Kill. Love her all I can. What a riff. What a great man. Yeah, great Which point. that one comes from yeah. uh, Open My Eyes by the Naz. Yeah. And Gene told, Gene told yeah. us that. That's up my eyes. Somewhere so. right now, there's a Naz fan going. I knew it. I, yeah, I, knew, yeah, it. I knew it. I yeah. always knew it. Yeah. Now I, Finally, I've waited all this time for validation. It's true. Even cooler than correcting them was thinking we knew exactly what we were doing, and there were some nuances that might have been a little off that Gene corrected us on, and even Ace before we left with Rocket Rides. It doesn't go like that. Yep. No, he wouldn't totally. The rhythm part in Cold Gin behind the main riff, there's an A D kind of key thing. That it's really under there, and you can't really tell. And Gene showed us how to do that. I'm like, oh, oh it was so when you look at me play my part in Cold Gin, it's put your arm out like it's the neck. I mean, Gene would literally like get around behind you, yeah, and like, sh- and you're like, yes, I yeah, mean, that's great. Yeah. You learn it from the source, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Those really things. cool. And and that's that X factor. I experienced it when. Um, had the privilege to jam with the original Alice Cooper band. Yep. Yeah. Because there's things that they play that of all the lineups that have come after yeah. weren't able to replicate because they weren't the guys playing it right. in the studio. But when they totally. get together, it becomes, oh, that's how you play it. And that's how you do it. It's this little, you know, oh, that's that, awesome. those X factor things yeah. about that. That's so cool. Well, I'll move on to uh, Chris Vickery. Uh, hey, Chris. Team. You know Chris. You know Chris. Well, sure, y'all played. Maybe, maybe, uh, let's see what he says. Sure, y'all played with Gene and Ace, but what was it like to play with the Goon Squad? Oh, oh yeah. That was, that was, <laughs> the, Goon, the Goon Squad is, is, is a band that we have together with Alice. And the Bullet Boys opened that night. That's right. They sure did. The Bullet Boys <laughs> opened the show. They were the opener. Uh, Squad, can always, at least we have that in our Absolutely. Uh, that was fun. Uh, is that bragging rights or sure? Is it that's a story. That's it's just a fact. It's just a fact. It is what it is. Just a fun fact. Also, Mark Turin and I used to work at the same guitar center when I first moved to Los Angeles. How about right right It worked out. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm in Alice Cooper and he's in Bullet Boys, man. We're not selling three, three sets of strings for 10 bucks. Three for 10. <laughs> yeah, that's that. awesome. Working off the gyp. What I remember about playing with the Goon Squad at Nashville, we just flew in that day from Ace Fraley. We went home, we showered, we ran to the show, and I had this, uh, I have a 76 Gibson uh, reissue Flying V that I totally did the Swarovski crystals on. 
And I walked on stage, and Roxy goes, Ryan, who's your date? <laughs> wow, I wrote that. And then we did Rockin' in the Free That's World. It was awesome, man. Rockin' in the Free yeah, World, yeah. and ultimately somebody's top came off. Because yeah. that's what happens. <laughs> I don't know why. It doesn't matter if it's male or female. It's usually female, but there's been males as well. Mm -hmm. But whenever you play that Neil Young song, <laughs> somebody's top will come off. Mm -hmm. sure I, it's 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 uncanny. Is there, is there a song that you guys play in your set where people's clothes come off? Ever? Well, I used to be in a band that had a song called "Take Off Your Clothes." <laughs> oh yeah, I was in that band too. <laughs> was in that band too. <laughs> what was that band called? Uh, Morning Wood. Morning Wood. Morning Wood. That was Chantel. And cool band. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, something rock. New rock. New rock. New, new, rock. Rock. new, new rock. rock girls. Uh, jet setter. Yeah, those four. Our crowd. Yeah. Our, our in the trenches crowd has some homework. You can go check out mm -hmm. Kiss Dress to Kill and the Morningwood album. I think it's just self titled. Just self titled. Yeah. Fucking great record as well. Yeah, man. Yeah. We had talked about that earlier yeah. that you were on that. Mm -hmm. I love playing. What, what was her name? Chantal. Great, great vocalist, great front woman. Um, yep. I'm moving on with more questions. Beat Rocks asks, what is the best advice you can give to up-and-coming guitarists? Keep playing. Play, play, and play with anybody that you can. Is stick to a word? It is, it now. is today. Now. It is now. <laughs> I would say the, the, the four of us have been super blessed, and I know we're all grateful for what we get, what we get to do, and stick to this is like the best thing, man. Just remember, there's always somebody that's gonna try to out hustle you and out practice you, and you just gotta keep. That's the best advice. Don't stop if you want to do it. Don't stop, right? Yeah. What do you say? Mm -hmm. yeah, is it, I think so. Don't stop stopping. Isn't stop. there a movie about that? Don't keep on keeping keep on, on trucking. <laughs> Jesus, there's a tattoo somewhere. <laughs> oh, and if you're a guitar player, pick up singing. Oh, yeah. Because you'll get more yes. gigs being yeah, able to sing than sing. not being able to sing. Yes. Absolutely. That is true. That is true. There you go. Great advice. Uh, this one's for me. Uh, if you could create a band with musicians from any era, who would be? These guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'd probably pick one from every era that I'm influenced by, which is 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. I'd pick, you know, some classic rock because I do think guitarists from the 70s were just yeah, best. better yeah yeah <laughs> you know they, they they're just a phrasing they're all around yeah. guitar skills and then something from the 80s because the the energy the vibe there's punk rock and there's like new wave as well and then 90s you had sort of a, an amalgamation of both those mm -hmm. because you had bands like oasis that were going back a little bit and reaching from the beatles but then making a new sort of way mm -hmm. with their own vibe yeah, I'd say, so I'd say one member from 70s and 80s and 90s. How about that? Um, Bell and Jerp, what was the first song you learned on guitar and um, and why? Oh, man, that's going to be tough. Um, I think the first solo that I learned was um, Love in an Elevator, Yeah, okay. I think, because I, I had all the guitar what magazines. What the first song? I don't remember. Really? I really can't remember. House of the Rising Sun, because that's the one my guitar teacher taught me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And didn't it become a 
band of yours? Was it smoking the water? Is somebody smoking the water? No. Hot blooded? Was it? Come on. I thought out of the gate we all would say smoke on the water. Yeah. I don't remember why. I learned the chords to Sweet Home Alabama. That's the first song I learned. Right. But just the chorus. Oh, well, just saying, well, just, this oh, could be good. the first time that, that I've smoke. answered a question without smoke on the water. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that seems to be like the. Now, I think the new international first song that people learn is Seven Nation Army. Oh. Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Madeline Alter 60. Do you ever forget a song in the middle of a performance? And what song did you forget last? If you did, I've forgotten lyrics. Oh man, lyrics! I forget. I forget Strutter every night, man. <laughs> out of so many residency shows, with the amount of material we were doing, man, there were some nights where I was just like, I, I don't even know lyrics. Even know yeah. how this is going. That is the Nashville Three did uh, sort of cut their teeth a lot uh, playing at the residency, yeah, and becoming the right. What is it? Just called the Rock and Roll. The Rock and Roll Residency. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you play the international set list, I like to call it. You know, yeah, a little bit of. Uh, uh, Jeremy gets Jeremy gets full credit for reintroducing the world to sensational Alex Harvey band. Yeah, you really? Yeah, in Nashville. Yes. You didn't yeah. borrow that from John Karabi? No. no. Oh, Whoa. after after okay. he was after Karabi got it from you. Well, because he passed it on to, to me. To be completely fair, so like all of those guys in Philadelphia when they were younger used to go see a band called the Dead End Kids. In the late 70s and they covered it so he knew it but no he wasn't doing it in his band he wasn't in dead daisies yet so and chuck was then the original version yes of the rock and roll residency yeah. doing garrick was doing mm -hmm. yeah hey uh, yeah, yeah. I, re I remember J karabi you know what karabi must have introduced it on the west coast because yeah. he was mm -hmm. he loved that song and uh you know but Jerry, yeah, he always knew about that but uh no like you know he, he, he brought it you know, and then the Daisy's cut it. Yeah, yeah. Look for the new album between yeah, um, Jeremy Asbrock, Neil Giraldo, and John Crowley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, we we're adding members. It's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as me, I nightly, I forget the intro to uh, "Roses on White Lace." Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> when I do nail it, it's like a celebration. <laughs> I think I've got it once or twice this tour, so it's great. Um, Addy underscore amazing zero seven acoustic or electric? Oh. Uh, it depends. During the pandemic, we started doing this acoustic thing because oh, yeah. it was easier easier to get gigs. And then we realized how easy acoustic gigs were. You just show up with no gear and you play. And so uh, wouldn't it have been easier then if you were the Nashville three? Because that would have exactly. been a, even a bookable gig. Exactly. A Nashville Three sounds like a very bookable acoustic gig. Sure, yeah, sure. And then we come out, show up, and play "Kissing Van Halen," and everybody's confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash Torino Seventeen. By the way, thank you, folks, for uh, asking all these questions and submitting them. I'm yeah. here with the Nashville Three, which is Jeremy, Ryan, and Phil. Um, you're going to check out all their up and coming social media pages uh vic is going to put those up for us right now because we are having a historical in the trenches uh, episode mm -hmm. right now because it's the first time we've actually all been together in a room and of course we're on tour together and we're having a good time so actually you. if you're looking at ryan's social media page you're looking at ours we're in the same venues playing the same shows yeah. hanging out with the same we're people all the same. Yeah. yeah check them out right. so here we go slash torino 17. 
How do you overcome the anxiety of playing in front of so many people? It's there doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I don't. That no. doesn't exist. I get more nervous in front of small groups of people playing acoustic shows I than I that. do in front of like festivals in Europe. Same here. I don't have any none at all. Right. This goes Did you away. ever have it? Yeah. No, I was always pretty good with public speaking and things like that. I was always okay with it. I never really had a problem with it. It was a good nervousness for me. It was uh, exciting and also just like the whole, like honestly, the first Gene thing, I was nervous, not because I didn't think we couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was nervous because I literally thought about my bedroom as a kid and what I grew up doing and wanting to be able to not let that guy down. But, you know, but I've never been like, oh, I can't do this. It's just, mm -hmm. it's a good nervous, you know. If I ever got nervous, it was because somebody else in the band was making me nervous. <laughs> exactly. Like, like a drummer, like, I'm fucking nervous about the drummer. Tonight. That's right. So, yeah, I, I've always said there's a thing called distress and there's you stress. And it's the exact opposite, mm -hmm. where distress kind of like stresses you out. Sure. You're, you're, you're just, but you stress kind of hypes you up. Sure. Gets yeah. you, sure. You know, it's like an adrenaline rush yep. in a way. Mm -hmm. And um, do you ever think you've never been nervous, be, you know? In public speaking, because you hide behind this Paul Stanley um, persona. <laughs> exactly. I'm actually that's, that's what my therapy's about. Actually, so uh, we're, we're about to crack through that. That's Big breakthroughs great. coming up. What next? When I get home, we're having breakthroughs on in the trenches. Of course, we are. <laughs> hey, um, next question at Balance Shara Ariel. I know I said that wrong, but you know what? That's a lot of letters. Uh, do y'all do guitar tour tutorials? Well, y'all know that I do. System 12 guitar method, 12, 12 lessons, 12 uh, notes, 12 weeks to learn the guitar. Um, do you do any 12 step program? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> you'll get sober and you'll learn guitar. Learning how to play the, 12, the System 12 method. What about any guitar tutorials? I don't. No. I, don't uh, do any. I gave Zoom lessons when we weren't playing music live. Got it. Yeah. I did a few. You still do them? If, if people were to reach out to you on your social media, uh, sure. When we're not touring, probably. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I did a few at the beginning of the pandemic, but it was pretty much me showing how to how to play the songs wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really, not really worthwhile. <laughs> Listen, if you want to learn how to play "Lick It Up," you just come right my way. All right. <laughs> you know, if you want to not learn how to play it, yeah. I'm your guy. Yeah. That's perfect. So here we go. With a Kaz underscore 44, best amp ever. Well, there you go. For me, it's very easily. Uh, our sponsor, Hughes and Kenner, that's what I've been rocking. I've been rocking the Black Spirit uh, 200 floor model, um, but old school. And, you know, it's pretty much for me that guitar into an amp. If I had any amp, uh, probably an old Marshall yep. or great yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, yep. same. Yes, I'm the same, same here. Old Marshall. Yeah, we, we like orange too. Yeah, orange is great. Yeah, okay. I don't orange. I love it. Um, like I said, the, the Hughes and Kenner for me has opened up a lot of doors because it's a floor model. I get a 200 watt amp and in the size of a floor pedal, it has everything in it. So the convenience of that yep. is amazing. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to break your arm, yep. like yeah. unfortunately, Jared <laughs> James. Michael oh, god, I saw later. that. Hope uh, you're getting on the man and feeling better, but you know what. That's what Marshall Lamps will do if they weigh too much. Well, he's know? a black star guy. So. Oh, he's and, star. He's, right. and, and he's built. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's I mean, have you seen that guy? He's huge. Just like you know. I commented, I said, I, I, got, I didn't know arms that big broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but I but I know that you guys use uh, Marshalls on this tour, and it's it's full on amps Marshall and stuff. IPad, so yeah. how what are you using 800s, 900s, whatever it takes? 801, 802, whatever it takes. Like you said, <laughs> any it'll do. Yeah. I love it. Here we're going to move on to uh, Martha's free question: uh, digital, multi-pedal, or analog single ones? Which kind of strap? you prefer to use wow that's two different questions that's crazy um well when you say with, with i kind of like digital straps analog straps are actually belts they're warmer yeah. i don't know what that fucking means but yeah. like analog strap locks which are basically right. roll speed yes exactly yeah, yeah. Red, 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 yeah. those are those, those are old school those are the best ones <laughs> Um, Carlino straps. We love Carlino straps. Those are great. Love Carlino straps. There you go. Yeah. I got. I have a, a signature Richter uh, guitar strap that you can check out, and uh, you do. they make very good straps as like well. Um, what about pedals? Do you guys use pedals? Do you have not not so much? None for me at all. None for right. you. Your guitar into the amp. In the amp. Really? Yep. I like a little. I like a little delay sometimes on the rhythm, but no, man. There's nothing for me. Like I always joked, like you know those. They show the the whole drawing of the schematic that goes through the guy's rig and everything. <laughs> Mine would be the boringest ever. The cord, <laughs> the cable, <laughs> and then yeah, well, a I'm, tuner. A see, one of the most effective pedals the of boss all time. to you whatever that i don't have one of those in my chain with, with bass i plug it's right into the uh epic. yeah so you don't even have to and he's no. using the, the class the uh the svt which was the class yeah svt uh heritage, heritage. Yes. yeah two of those two eight yeah. two eight by two eight tens yeah it's great it was tuned before and then uh the bass i have stays in tune great and i never need to change it yeah. so it's awesome you know i i have a flanger for rocket ride oh that's right yeah i'm a liar it's a flanger all right. Well, you know what? This uh, this kind of hybrids into the digital strap and digital world. A uh, question at uh, Sarawat for it as favorite drive pedal. So overdrive pedals are something that we kind of always use. Um, I've been using the TC Electronics for years. I've been using the TC Electronics uh, spark plug. That gives me a little bit yeah, of a, I've of got a one moose. Of you have a spark plug as I'm well? Good. Um, but the old school ones, whether it's the MXR Distortion Plus yep. or what, what other drive pedals do you like? Man, uh, he turned me on to one a long time ago. If you take the OCD pedal and run it on 18 volt instead of 9, yeah. that was my favorite pedal. Is that a tip? Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's a hot take right here. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Bogner makes a good one called LaGrange. Yeah, well, Grange is great. Good, really good that's, yeah, that's almost like an amp and a pedal. It's yeah. fantastic. And that's not one of Ryan's bands. Grange, <laughs> 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 open for hair of the dog. Not enough work. Let's just get it right. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great bill. That night that Grange open for hair of the dog. That was which, is, which actually dovetails perfectly into this next question by Sun, Sun and Soda 77. Thank you for the 77. Nice. Uh, Ryan, yeah, what was the name of your very first band? Sweet Cheater. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Cheater in Topeka, Kansas. There you go. He is the king. They actually had Ryan Cook Day when we played there. Yeah, International they Ryan Cook Day. They did. It was, it was a parade. It was great. What a good town. How cool is it to play your hometown on this tour? It was the best. And not only was I happy for my my mom and my sister and everything. I was happy that you and you and you 
got to see what a cool place I grew up in because they didn't do that just for me, man. Rock and roll is really big in that town, and they were so happy to have Coop and the band and our band, and that's what I that's what I grew up in. People just being always on ten about you wanting wanting to see me in a band. But it wasn't only the town. The, the venue that we played was where Ryan saw all his shows oh, as a yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, so man. to say it was yeah. that place, too. Yeah, I used to run up those stairs at GA shows to try to get in. And, get the and then row. it just happened. It did. Now man. it's happened. It and you're playing with one of those bands that you probably ran up the stairs, Absolutely. Up the stairs Absolutely. to go see. Absolutely. I love it. Ace yeah. Freely and Alice Cooper on tour right now. Um, you know what I noticed about that last question? The, the name of the person that to ask the question is son and so does 77 so when they asked ryan it was probably me <laughs> sorry <laughs> we should answer it we are the ryans that's right but no but name my very first band was called the stratocasters oh, because it was it. three guitar players like yourself we were in a talent show and they asked us for the name of the band we didn't have a bass player we didn't have a, a drummer we just had three guitar players and we um they asked real quick and we looked at everybody's guitar necks and it, like we said Stratocaster, that's that's that was the best sounding name that we could come up with, and we became that. We won the uh Alameda County Fair talent show. What that songs day. you play? We played Your Mama Don't Dance, Your Daddy Don't I Rock. Love it. Nice, there you go. And I believe we played a little bit of Jumping Jack Flash, it was a medley back a in then. Nice, so so now that we're going with the very first name of your very first band, we'll pass it on, Jeremy. Yeah. What was it? Rock Bottom. <laughs> Rock bottom. R O K. No problem with somebody else? No. Okay. Nothing that cool. Phil? Excalibur. <laughs> and tell them to put in the song title. <laughs> we had one original song called Sword and Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in Birmingham, I grew up a little north of Birmingham, Alabama, and we had, I didn't get to see the guys, but we had three a three force reunion of Excalibur at the show that night. You were meant. You were meant to have this Swedish connection because of the Viking because you do have the, like like this huge connection with Scandinavia mm -hmm. that goes from your very first band Excalibur sword and star I knew it back then somehow so yeah okay. <laughs> so what is that because I, I for the longest time I thought well, he, he's always associated with Sweden Phil but but is he Swedish himself but you're, no, you kind of look Scandinavian. If you told me you were an Armand Armoth, I wouldn't there you go. think <laughs> I toured, uh, it was the Stacey Collins, the blues act from Nashville, and she we did a lot of touring in Scandinavia together. And on one of the tours, playing drums was Pontus Snib. So Pontus and I became fast friends and roommates on that tour. Great and then, guitar player. He should be on the script all around. He's great. He can, and a great drummer. And a songwriter and a singer. Yeah. The guy can do everything. If it wasn't nice, I'd hate him. But <laughs> so we became fast friends. And that was the kind of introduction to that world. And then I got to know like Dragon and Nikkei and all those and Johan and all those guys. So, but but originally it's been Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, a little north of uh, Decatur, oh, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever play the Nick? Oh yeah, yeah. lots you've of Nick time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are, are you familiar with Wesley Willis? No. Okay. The the. And I have you, you'll have Nick. to look that up on your own. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I mean, we played the Nick with the Goon Squad, but we I played it before with Electric Angels going through there, and it was the same club twenty five years yeah. later. Yeah. It hasn't changed it's, at all. It's right out of a Quentin Tarantino film, right? Yep. It's like some sort of, uh, you know, you, you you walk in, it's just a, a seedy bar, but just it's it's held together by 
you know, tears and cocaine, probably. probably. Yeah. <laughs> and filthy bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Played there in January of 2020, right before the pandemic, and it's still the, just like you described it. It's the same smell. It's the same, same thing. Broken dreams and cocaine <laughs> exactly. go hand in hand. Rita, it rocks. Great way to end these questions that you guys have all given us for the Guitar Roundtable. Do you still like to party? I love yeah, to party. Love to party. Yeah. Let's yeah, go party. party right now. There we go. There you go. Well, that's that's kind of our great, MO. That's a great question. <laughs> We're better at that than playing music. That's right. Love it. Well, a party would be nothing without our fan of the week. And this week, he has come to many of these shows on this Alice Cooper Ace Frehley tour. Uh, the In the Trenches fan of the week this week goes to who, Vic? Hit it. And there it is. It is Nick Sesslar. Right. We've seen it in a few shows, and uh, he's wearing a very nice shirt. Who the fuck is Ryan? And it's cut off, so it could be cut. My <laughs> <laughs> shirt. I need one of those. Wow. I will buy that shirt. You know, guys. We've been talking for a while. We're at the round table. It's not even really a round table, folks. You can it's see an oval it. table. It's more it's of an oval table. table. Yeah, big shape. So are we going to have to change the whole script and everything? About no. It? If it's it was our... a square, you might, but it's yeah, brown. It's fine. It's Nobody's brown. been breaking into the macadamia nuts. I bought them out <laughs> especially for you. Cashew nuts. I've got some liquid death. We got, you know, I'm ready. Nuts. Do you need a pee break? Sure. Well, let's take a real quick pee sure. break, and yeah. then we'll come refill. back. Refill. Just a couple more questions. Sure. We're at the round table, okay? And then what we can do. Oh, oh, I feel a little bit lighter now. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Um, congratulations again, Nick Sesler, for our being our fan of the week. You've been hanging out with. The Nashville Three, the Nashville Three, who are currently backing up Ace Freely and Gene Simmons. Is there anybody else that you guys uh, play with currently? Not right now. Together or separately? Yeah. Uh, the Talisman yes. will be on Kiss Cruise uh, next week. Okay, uh, that's our acoustic act, um, and we'll be on Kiss Cruise ten. Yes, is that, yes. Is that with the three of you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. three. Okay, of all acoustic. Okay, because yeah. I know Phil plays uh, except. with Accept mm -hmm. as well, but that's not with you guys. Too. Right. Okay. Right. And, and Jeremy? Uh, I play with Karabi when he has a band. And you've played in the past with your girl, right? Your your wife? Uh, yes, I do play guitar for her as well. Yeah. And because Chuck, Chuck Garrick, uh, in the trenches, fan favorites, uh, he's he raves about that band. Wow. Well, he says, great. Well, thanks, Chuck. There you go. Shout out to Chuck Garrett. We're all going to meet him in just a little while. If either tacos or sushi or sushi. Um, well, here we are with wrapping it up. And uh, you guys want to find out more about Jeremy, Ryan, or Philip? Uh, what is your social medias, and how can people get in touch with you for Zoom lessons, perhaps? Have anything more, or just to ask questions, or how not to learn a song, right. or exactly. basically any hair care tips. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, where do you go? Uh, for me, it's uh, at the Philip Schaus on Instagram, 
uh, to ease there. And if you're interested in my side hustle right here, uh, I make these shirts. I've got these. I've got Black Lab with Bones and Noses, Arrow Sniff, the Beagles, and more. Go to <laughs> muttmerch.com, M-U-T-T-M-E-R-C-H dot com. Oh, I get it. Make shirts. Rush, but it's a dog. It's a dog. I make dog shirts as well, so dog and people shirts. So go check it out. Yeah. Make Wait, great gifts. You make people shirts for no dog shirts for people and and for dogs too. I you make dog you make dog too. shirts for people. Yes, yeah. and for dogs. People shirts for dogs. People shirts for dogs. Yes, there it is. And people they're all very oversized. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Make dog and people shirts. So yeah. go check it out. Great stocking stuff. What about the cat? So, yeah, yeah. What happened to the that's cat? Awesome. If you can get yeah. the shirt on the cat, yeah. then I sell shirts for cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's on you. That's on you. Ironically enough, though. It's Jeremy that has the coolest T-shirt collection, I think, out of Jeremy everyone. You're always sporting a new T-shirt. Look at even today. What oh, yeah. do you have on today? Uh, I'm, I'm wearing Jeannie. Which is Ryan's wife. <laughs> oh, yeah, my yeah. girlfriend, yeah, wife, partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and soap maker. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold on. So, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Vic, in my bag right over there, in the first zipper one, can you please get that? Because I, I, I've been saying, I've been, no, 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 the Catch. first zipper one, the, the in front. There you go. There you go. Dig into that. It's so great when we do live stuff because we edit everything out that looks so great. But no, this is, this, we're going to leave this. It's like an Alfred Hitchcock. That's film. it. There it is. Yep. Ryan, yep. I have been waiting to hype this up for the whole Please. tour. Please. <laughs> I just have not found the hotel bathroom and bathtub worthy of this uh, Hollywood. Well, you do have a bathtub here. Yeah. You did see it. And this is, it's time for a close-up. Are you on the road? Are you in a band? Does your skin get dried out from that Holiday Inn or Hilton soap? Guess what you should use every night? Eucalyptus mint. You know what? The Hollywood Botanical. Oh, that's my favorite one. <laughs> it is. Mint. That's what that's what I got. Because when I did the the podcast with Rachel Ballin, yep. whom you've played with as well, yep. I did not know that Ryan Cook uh, plays with Skid Row as yep. well. Yep. Yep. But uh, basically, Rachel and your uh, Jeannie. Jeannie. It, well, I, I'm now I'm confused to say wife, life partner, partner. You know, all, all correct. Best friend. Yep. Yep. You know. Yep. Yep. They collaborate on the soaps, they do. right? They do. So, and I don't know how this all got from dog shirts for people and so, to, to his because his, we're hawking our wares. You know. <laughs> but that's what you do here on in the. Yeah, actually, we're Absolutely. hawking genies wares right yeah, now. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, but go check out her soap. This is the soap that Rachel was talking about as well. Yeah. With his company and her company, yeah. and then they do some stuff together. They do. It works, and and then you have a hat. Gore Brothers, and you have a hat. I do. This hat Ryan, actually was, like the hats. was a gift from Ryan early on in the tour. Nashville. And basically, here's the deal. What did I tell you? I said, get used to this hat because you're going to see a lot of it. Have I? <laughs> yeah, you've worn it every day. Every day. I'm so thrilled because I'll tell you, it was, I got it. And the the truth and nothing else is the, the hat looked way better on the styrofoam dummy hand and it looked on my head. So it set my house forever. And then I saw Ryan all these hats. And I'm like, Roxy would look good in that hat. And how good does he look? Yeah, it looks fantastic. Great. I, great. I've been noted, I've been compared to styrofoam dummy hats. <laughs> it's become a dream, a reality. He looks good. Um, I have a gift to give to Ryan on camera right now. See that little contraption there? I love uh, presents. I, told, I said I was going to do this because Ryan gave me this hat. I am now 
gifting this. I is love that, this. And your gift. That's awesome. And you, because he wears a lot of baseball caps like I do. Now you can put that. No, it's 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 the uh, the back. You put your hat right in there. You put it in the dishwasher, and you never have to uh, have a dirty, soiled baseball cap again. My brother, there you go. Thank you. There you go. I love. Thanks this. for touring with this Al Cooper. This is probably oh the coolest hat that I've ever worn. <laughs> Just use the hat. It's, it's, it's perfect. It looks like it looks like the blueprint for a hat. Or if I was <laughs> going to design a hat, I would have hockey. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Multifunctional. All right. So. We were going through everybody's social media. So yeah. that was what you were doing, your wares. Jeremy, what is your social media? Uh, it's just my name, Jeremy Asbrock, J-E-R-E-M-Y-A-S-B-R-O-C-K on Facebook. And the Jeremy Asbrock, two E's on Instagram. I see it right there. Yeah. I don't tweet yep. so much. so Yeah, I don't, I'm not a twit. You're not a tweeter, huh? No, not really. Uh, all right. I guess I should get into that. Uh, I am Ryan Cook, 1969 on Instagram. Ryan Spencer Cook on Facebook. That's all you got. That's perfect. That's right. That's perfect. What we'll wrap it up on is like we always do an inspiring quote. Oh, yeah. You know? I can't believe. Wait a second. We didn't do the one that got away, Vic. Why didn't you remind me? You're, I mean, usually I yell at you, at you through the through the Internet. But you're right here. <laughs> you can tell me. Oh, Vic, I wish we had a Vic cam right now. I do too. Um, the one that got away. We actually... We'd like to thank Kyler Clark, um, Al Cooper yes. assistant and photographer extraordinaire for being part of that last segment right there. But the one that got away, honestly, the one that got away is a part of our, of our podcast. So we try to do every week, but like I said, because we're a little bit unscripted this week and because we've been a little busy touring. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, little... No, the one that got away is about a piece of gear. Um, whether it be a guitar, an amplifier, possibly an effect that you had to sell or you had to get rid of or it was stolen that you wish you had to this day. What is the one that got away for you first? Who wants to go? I will. Had to sell it. A genuine Gibson J200 that was just... Beautiful acoustic guitar. Outstanding. I mean, mustache tailpiece. I mean, it's just... Where'd it go? It went to Gruen's in Nashville in probably 2006. Probably sold for about 18 times that. 18 times what I let him have it for. Uh, Love to have that back. Is there one that got away for you, Jeremy? Yes, I have two. Uh, One would be my first guitar. Uh, Somebody stole it. The Sears? Yeah. $69.99? They left a 93 Les Paul, but took that Sears model. Wow. Okay. uh, No... As far as like good gear, I had a '71 Humminbird. Again, acoustic guitar. Oh, yeah, I I still was that it that guitar. that brownish Humminbird? Beautiful. It was red. It was a red, a red, red color. One. Okay, yeah. nice. Well, not nice because where'd yeah. it go? Right. Well, I traded it in a '79 uh, Fender Twin for a Vox amp. It was a 1980 V125. It was a 125 watt combo amp. It made them for one year. Wow. Which is Brian cool. Brian May approved, or what was it? Man, it was a lot like uh, a JCM 800. It had a master volume, okay. which was like the one thing it had that you know the other amps didn't really have. I still have that amp. No, actually, I don't. 
But it wouldn't be but the, the guitar. Way. The, the, the guitar was cool. It actually be the one that's still here. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's the, 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 the whole purpose of our segment. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the guitar is cooler than the amp. So I right, wish okay. I still had that guitar. I love it. The one that got away? I had this Gibson three thirty five that vanished. You know what? It, I don't have it. it anymore. It just I don't I don't know if it got stolen or if um it somehow I moved behind. and got left behind somewhere. It's just gone. And it's just gone. If anyone has seen Philip Schaus's three thirty five, what, what is there any clues to it? What what did it, what did it look like? It was it was like an 07 and it was the dark kind of tobacco look, but it had the, the Jimmy Page wiring on it. Each pickup had a pull pot on it. All four all four knobs had a, had a uh, and it just disappeared. I have no clue. We what still we, we were all around with that. No, better, I have no better, clue. Better left on all, all I know yeah, is exactly. uh, we played the five spot and never saw it again. Yeah, I don't know. What, what about you? Uh, the one that got away from me, it was probably that first Stratocaster that I was telling you. In the Stratocaster, because and it was one of those situations where I uh, I basically sold it to a buddy of mine. It wasn't a buddy of mine because he obviously knew what he was getting because uh, <laughs> I because I, I wanted a I wanted a humbucker I wanted a double coil sure. and so I basically sold it for super cheap <coughs> so I could buy an Ibanez uh, destroyer. Can't oh wow! Nice. Because that was the, yeah, know, I had seen Rick Nielsen had one on Cheap Trick uh, Budokan. Bill Collin had the black uh, one in, yep. in photograph. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, uh, Ricky Metlocks was uh, Ibanez destroyer from Blackfoot. That wasn't an Explorer. Really? That, I, I know they made two different uh, colors in, back in the day. I know the black one came out later. But Candy Apple Red. Candy Apple Red. Red ice blue. Wow. Man, you'd be better nice. off with that guitar now than that Stratocaster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Those things are valuable. Man. Yeah, probably. But the thing is, um, we're talking about guitars. What about guitar players? And is there is there – I know it's the guitar round table or the guitar oval. Um, the oval table. Who is? Do you have one guitar player that singles out above all the rest? Phil, you first. Probably Eddie. Eddie Van Probably. Halen. I had to go for one. Yeah. yeah. Eddie Van Halen. Number one. Same. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two for Eddie. Yeah. Three. Even and I play nothing like it. At all, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the grain. Well, just be the one dissenting vote. I'll say Brian May. That's all around love power. There we go. Love him. And there you go. Absolutely. Love. There you go. So, yeah. this, for those of you that wanted to ask the question, who do these guys all like as their favorite guitar player? Eddie Van Halen. Eddie. Man, we board. love to play Van Halen songs. Yeah, yeah. I love it when when you guys do uh, sound check. Man, I, I think you guys were celebrating like we you were, were October sixth. October sixth, yeah. you were you gave a little memoriam, and it was uh, you did sound check. Somebody you did some, Somebody give me a doctor, and you did some other ones. We too. did um, that's right away. Wow. Yeah. And during Soundcheck, it was great. It was like a little mini concert. Mm -hmm. before it the was, concert. yeah. If you guys have been out on any of the shows uh, with Alice and Ace Frehley, you, thank you very much, by the way. Yes, We've had you. a great time. Um, we're out there again. Future. I know we're going to be out there yeah, again in 2022. Our, our schedule is booked with Alice, so fingers crossed. Everything uh, goes on the up and up. Yeah. What's up? What's the future plans for the three of you? Uh, we leave. We get home. So our last show is tomorrow night with you guys in Tupelo, Mississippi. Yep. Um, then after that, or whatever night, it's tonight, whatever it would be. Sorry, my calendar's messed yeah. up. But anyway, uh, we can go home for three or four days. We go on the Kiss Cruise as the Talisman. 
we come home for a week and we go back out with Ace and our year with Ace ends on November 16th. And then he goes out with Accept for a little bit. Yep. Is that right? I've got some Accept shows this year. And in January, we start in Europe and play all the way through March. So, and then we yeah. start with back up in March. So busy, busy, busy. Guitar yeah. players are working. Yes. You know? How do you guys uh, get through life? If you have any quotes at all that you get through life to get you through all these gigs that inspired you, because that's the way we go out on In the Trenches. Do you have any sort of life-expiring quotes, whether I say enjoy the ride? Uh, I just always say try to be nice, man. Be nice. Just try to be nice. It has nothing to do with music. It has nothing to do with your job. Or it could be, but it's just try to be nice, you know, and you'll get that back. I honestly believe that. I'm I'm glass half full to a fault, probably. No, you're, but, you're very positive. But it's always just, just try to be nice. Always man. exuding positive energy. Thank you. Yeah. No, we all kind of live on you know a positive way of life. You know, like whatever you think is generally what's going to happen. Yeah. So you know, we all kind of live that path. Keep them positive. Yeah. Do well, something. Do something every day, even if it's a small thing that makes you a little bit better at something. Yeah. It does anything. Well, like like this. Like this. Like how this, fun is this? This, this, this counts. This is fun. I Vic, mean, do you have any life inspiring advice? No, I don't. That's our wow. sponsor today. You know? There you go. <laughs> So I love it. Great. That's great life-inspiring advice. We got our sponsor covered. Those are awesome. Oh, hell. The bottle of vodka just hit me in the leg. Ouch. Oh. <laughs> There's plenty more. Stupid great goose. Well, it's time to wrap up the uh, Gibson. Uh, what the hell did I say? <laughs> sure. Gibson, great goose. We've been talking a lot about Gibson guitars. We've yeah. been talking about Fender guitars. We've been talking about using Kendra We did talk about Gibsons a lot tonight, didn't we? Because, like, the ones that got away first you know, yeah, true. well, but they're part of our life, too. right? Yeah. And they are. I, I play the guitars because of my guitar heroes. And, you yeah. know, we talked about that earlier about how we all play the types of guitars we play because, because of, of the guys. Yeah. You know? yeah, man. But Eddie Van Halen, you know, being that that was your favorite guitar player all around, I don't see you guys playing Strat shapes, but little known fact that that, that 335 pickup was the, the yeah. you know it was a pickup yeah. from the 335 but also the yeah. thing when I, I i just gotta say about ed real quick was obviously he was just the way he played was just amazing but just his whole body of work as a as a composer and again the whole happy smiling mm -hmm. thing man that was like it just had yeah. everything because you know what rudy shanker as far as rhythm guitar goes and the whole thing of the smiling thing I fucking love that guy. And that's the guy that I want to be running yeah. around playing like. But, but Ryan Ed, Ed, Cook Ed, is the <laughs> Rudolph Shaker of Nashville. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I like that. That's a yeah. good guy. You know what? Let's you know why? Not, because we all rhythm, talk about rhythm guitar. guitar players. Let's talk about rhythm guitar players. Malcolm? Well, Malcolm. Yeah. What about Paul Stanley? He's a way underrated rhythm guitar player. Yeah. Really underrated. Absolutely. But Rudy, go see the Scorpions. I know they're going to go out again pretty soon. And just watch that guy. He changes. He's the John Fogarty of hard rock. I mean, he changes guitars on every song. And he's like. And they're all flying these. Yeah. Is that, yeah. <laughs> they are. But it's just, there's a thing about Rudy. And he yeah. is like, that is his band. Yeah. yeah. 
That is his band. Mm -hmm. And I admire what he does. And I don't know how we got on this subject. Welcome <laughs> to Grey Goose, but it's okay. Well, no, because I, I think rhythm guitar playing is an art. It, it's it's mm -hmm. sadly it's a glue. underrated. And it's a glue. And, and it's the glue of everything together. It yeah. is the glue. Yeah. yeah. If you it can't play rhythm well, there's a really good chance you can't play leads well either. That's right. So it's kind of the foundation of the whole thing. Yeah, man. This is all bonus stuff. It is, yeah. man. Because this, this is, is like this is director's cut shit. Yeah, exactly. This is this is like, <laughs> like put an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thing. Oh, but like, like Pete's rhythm guitar playing is the anchor of the Who. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. You know who's the uh, anchor of the Pat Benatar band rhythm guitar? Myron Grombucker. Myron Grombucker. What's his name? Neil uh, has great rhythm player. Yeah. At least give me that he has great. Yeah, he's a great. Yeah, he's it. a great rhythm I love player. Neil. And a lot of people don't know that that is Neil on Jesse's Girl playing that solo on the Rick Springfield which song. I really like. But you know who's a good rhythm guitar player? Rick Springfield. Oh yeah, he's yeah. a great rhythm guitar player as well. He is. You know, he played. He played with the GMP for a while. What? Oh no way! He played the GMP rocks. What about? I bet you know who else did no. Neil Giraldo. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice. What about the current package that just went out? Rick Springfield and Sammy Hagar. That's a show. Yeah, that's a great. That's a, they're touring together. That is, yeah, they already did. Oh man! Now that's a show. Wow. Rick Springfield and Sammy, Sammy Hagar. Hagar. Because on Rick Springfield's Working Class Dog, they covered "I've Done Everything for You," which yes, is a Sammy Hagar song. For you, yeah. See how it all works out uh, together? It does. And you know who played all the solos on the Rick Springfield album? Neil. <laughs> Episodes obviously for you. Yes. Yeah. It's just to get you and Jeremy in a room together and yeah. see what happens. Because he definitely made a way bigger deal about this than I did. <laughs> I ran with it the whole time. We had signs on our dressing room. Yeah, so you, yeah he it did. Was, he it went the great. distance. Did you think I was going crazy at that point? I mean, it was one point you thought he was like, my brother-in-law. No, I just like, like, dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Your brother-in-law <laughs> or your cousin or some shit. It was a late night. Uh, band dinner that we had, and afterwards, that was that was that's what got gave me the inspiration so, to have this episode. But yeah. can I yeah. tell you, that night was steaks, shrimp cocktail, martinis, mm -hmm. beer, sambuca, sambuca. Yes, yeah. yeah. the yeah. desserts were delicious. As well. <laughs> See, the only yeah. thing we don't have on this oval <laughs> table is sambuca right now. Yeah. But I think we're going to go get it now. We are. Downstairs. Next week, we don't have a guest right now. We don't have it. It's a mystery guest Neil right Gerardo. now. Neil Gerardo. Maybe he's going to call in. I don't know. I'm going to get started around table. Where do you go? But it's been a pleasure hanging out with the Nashville Three. Again, it's Jeremy in the center. you got Phil right there, and you got Ryan Cook. As he calls us, uh, the salt and the pepper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me the pepper. Give me the salt. Vic Salfont, thank you as always. Uh, Federica, thank you for pointing it all together with the script. Thank the uh, chat that you've been so amazing the entire episode. You've hung with all our changes, even our pee break. You right. hang yeah. with us. Yeah. You know, Thanks for the great. cool questions. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, cool questions. Um, we'll see you hopefully again on another tour, on mm -hmm. another episode. But until next time, I'm Ryan Roxy. Enjoy the ride. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello. Moby, give him his guitars back. And one of the things I'm hearing about from the fans, because at the end of the day, this guitar roundtable was put together by the fans. So they had a lot of questions, but they also had some comments. Okay. They are wondering why 
Ace is playing more Kiss songs than Ace songs. And I don't know if you guys have any inside information about that on this tour, but is there a reason why Ace is not playing, for instance, uh, Snowblind? Rock Soldiers. Rock Soldiers. Snowblind. Phil's going to feel that one. Yeah. when in, we, in your Paul Stanley voice? <laughs> <laughs> well, when we got to Ace's house, um, he pretty much had the set list already written out. Uh, but we got there, and he pretty much had it already kind of laid out somewhat, yeah, he like did, what he yeah. wanted to do. We may have flipped some things and uh, rearranged some orders, but it was mainly all Kiss tunes. But I think that for these crowds, and we're, you know, it's 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 a Alice and Ace crowd. I think for this crowd, the Kiss tunes are going to work. They're going to resonate. resonate more than even Rock Soldiers. I know people are, you know, the fans are like, "What do we do? It's insane!" It's like nobody knows that, you know, except right. you, you know. And and at, I th- at the same time, I get that, but you guys made a great point because when I put that out to you, like, mm-hmm. why aren't you doing more of those Ace songs? You said, "Well, every Kiss song." Yeah. And we it have is. 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah, 50 minutes so, for the opener. So we don't have a lot of time. You have yeah. to pack them in. And I, I think the set's been going over really well. It would man. be like Alice not playing schools out. Or well, you know what? Right, right, or right. Because you, you right. got to play those. you got to play right. some of those. And you start in this movie because when I went to see you guys on the Motley Crew, uh, Motley Crew Tour, yeah. you guys have 55 yeah. minutes. What do you do? I used to say yeah. to the guys, after your set, I had black eyes because there were so many hits in your set. <laughs> it was just so good, you know. Right, right. And uh, the thing was, though, but you you have and there to... and there ultimately was one or two people going. Why didn't he play anything off of Dada when he opened yeah. up for Molly? Yeah, right, exactly. Of course, exactly. you're gonna get those <laughs> always that that person. <laughs> you know that guy. That guy. You know, that guy. We love that guy. Mm-hmm, we do. That guy is the one that's uh, watching us right now on in the yeah. trenches and commenting right now. Yeah. Yeah. Worst set list ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And because of that guy, we are going to take a quick commercial break right now um, because this is a guitar roundtable. We haven't talked about guitars and amps just yet, but uh, one of the sponsors of In the Trenches is a very reputable amp company. We would like to run that Hughes and Kentner ad company right now because I know we're going to talk about other amps and other companies. That's fine. But right now, Hughes and Kentner, take it away. Hello, Ryan Roxy here, and I get a lot of questions lately regarding the current guitar amp setup that I'm using. Well, here's the answer. It's the Hughes & Kentner Black Spirit 200 floor model. Because it's roughly the same size as a compact pedal board, it can fit on any stage or desktop easily. But don't let the size fool you. Inside it's packed with a 200 watt power amp, a ton of presets and programming options, built-in Redbox Direct technology, plus all the built-in effects you'd want. And the secret behind the tone? Well, that's the Bionic Spirit Tone Generator, which is fully programmable on the amp by using its built-in Bluetooth to connect to the app, which works seamlessly with both iPad and Android devices. But probably the best thing about the Black Spirit 200 is that it's easy to use. With its user-friendly setup, I managed to get a great tone going within just a couple of minutes of plugging in. If you're looking for that perfect, compact, all-around amp that covers you in the studio, on the stage, and even live streaming, this is the one. Check out the links for the Hughes and Kentner Black Spirit below or in the description, and let's get rolling. Speaking of rolling, on with the show. <laughs> 